It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, everybody? It's Talk LP Podcast time. I'm Amber Bradley, your host. Super excited that you've joined us for a hot topic here. Super stoked to have Ben Dugan from CVS Health here. Sir, I don't think we've talked since you've recently been promoted. <laughs> oh, no. It hasn't been that long. Doesn't, yes. seem, that, doesn't seem that long. To get uh, you back into the hot seat. Oh, uh, I'm very comfortable here. Yes. I know. So, but you got to give us new title and congratulations on your promotion. Well, thank you for that. Yes, I'm currently now the uh, the executive director of what we call Central Investigations. So I still have the ORC uh, responsibilities, but I also have all internal theft, you know, pharmacy diversion, narcotic thefts um, on the internal side. We also do all of the digital fraud, dot-com fraud, you know, financial fraud throughout the company. So, uh, so it's kind of a really wide range of anyone who steals anything from CVS in any capacity somehow falls under under the central investigations team which is you know with my my privilege to lead right now so uh so i'm yeah super excited very big change for me but you know very excited about it excited to be here yeah you don't get that responsibility for being a newbie at this which i think we can agree you're quite the veteran in the industry and we appreciate all that you've contributed to the industry but i gotta say looking at your background there what do you got back there? Uh, that, that helmet. Tell us about that helmet. This one right here? Yes. Uh, this is this is actually one of my prized possessions, right? And I will uh, I will tell you, you know, for those of you that weren't weren't there, you know, Amber obviously facilitated uh, one of our best, if not the best clear conference we've ever had in 2022. Um, and I think it was my last day as president of Clear. Uh, I had the really great privilege of meeting Lou Holtz, which you invited as a surprise guest uh, and were able to get him to come over uh, from his home in Orlando uh, over to the conference. And I got to spend some time with him, one of my heroes. Um, uh, And the coach presented that to me and he autographed it and and wrote play like a champion every day and some different things. So it was really a thrill for me. One of the best highlights of my career, actually. And I'm just, uh, Forever grateful. That was incredibly uh, thoughtful of you to uh, to do that for me on my last day and make that happen. So uh, I really appreciate it. And, and, and there's not a day go by. I don't I don't get questioned about it or I don't look at it. And, and uh, it helps motivate me. So thank you very much. Amber. It was That's awesome. awesome. I mean, look, Lou Holtz is a national treasure. And, and as yeah, he has been successful in life, you know, you as the president of Clear for a long time, you know, kind of not only helped get that organization really on the map and some notoriety. It's been a great organization for years. Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail, right? Which you, which is the only one of its kind. Do you want to speak about that just for a second? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's the only national uh, ORC organization, right? There's great organizations across the country, but it's really unique to have a national perspective and have national and federal law enforcement combined with, with state and local guys and all the uh, great ORC investigators across the country. So it's really fantastic to look at things like that holistically and look at them, you know, together and collaborate at that level. So it really provides a really unique perspective, you know what I mean? What we're all facing and, 
And believe it or not, it's the things are very similar state to state, right? This crime, you know, is not a big city crime. It's not just an urban crime. It happens in uh, in every state across the country. So it's really good to get together and collaborate against those types of risks. Yeah. So in as your role as the president of Clear, and then also mm-hmm. your expertise obviously decades and decades, not to make you feel old, but obviously decades. (laughs) Well, dinosaurs have a ton of expertise, right? (laughs) So, you know, you've not only been um, an advocate within the industry, right? Which is helping, you know, mentoring others coming up with you and, and understanding what a problem organized retail crime is. You've stepped out as the president of clear, um, formerly, and then also in your role um, at CVS, but have stepped out into the national media with the Wall Street Journal covering it, and even into the halls of Congress to kind of help retail in general have a voice to this problem, which is organized retail crime. I mean, um, talk a little bit about that and kind of your journey of being an advocate for this actual real problem. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it's been it, it, it's really been exciting over the last three years, right? It's really, really taken off. We've been trying to get the uh, law enforcement uh, knowledge of this crime uh, to the right level for years. We tried to get the, the, the consumers and and the media to pay attention to this crime for, for a long time and give it the proper attention that deserves. And we finally got there over the last couple of years. Unfortunately, it took COVID and the Inform Act and some different things to get it to where it is now. But I mean, looking at the great success that we've had just in the last few years, you know, we've got 15 different states, attorney generals that have their own task force, the major cities across the country in San Francisco and LA. And they just, uh, New York just announced the governor of New York that she's going to start her own ORC task force with the state police in New York. I mean, we've come so far so quickly, right? Uh, it's been an it's been an amazing journey, right? Not always smooth, uh, but but it's been a journey, and it's been finally starting to pay off. And I think the fight is really just beginning, right? I think for the first time, we got ourselves a fair fight. You know what I mean? We got we got everybody, all the pieces in place, and we're perfectly positioned to really make a, a significant impact like never before. So I'm I'm really happy where we are. Yeah, because it's not like it's been one fell swoop, right? I mean, it's almost like you have had over the years and others like you in, you know, this call to action, um, identifying ORC as a real problem for retailers. You know, you have to, it's almost like you're going state by state, orca by orca, like all of the, you know, clear conference by clear conference to truly make this case and get the attention it deserves. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a grind. Right. And you, and you have to um, you got to be able to, uh, you know, face the challenges unique to certain states, certain jurisdictions. Um, you know, there's a lot of attention around it. You know, unfortunately or, or fortunately, it's become a little bit of a political issue, you know, in, in our country, you know, uh, and there are very strong advocates and representatives on both sides of that. You know, um, there's some powerful tech companies that make billions of dollars off organized retail crime, right? So there are some folks that, you know, don't necessarily want to see change happen as fast as maybe the retailers do. So, but I think we've done a really good job of communicating what we need to communicate, uh, taking our wins and our losses along the way, you know, you want to get in there and, you know, fight for what you believe in and uh, mix it up with the big boys. You got to be able to take a punch, 
uh, once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've done that and been resilient. And I think uh, you know we came out on the, on the winning end, so we're doing really well. Yeah, curious. You know, did you uh, anticipate it being such a political hot potato potentially, as you state? Or I mean. <laughs> Um, you know, everything's political in our society uh, these days, right? And um, you know, anytime you put yourself out there, um, you always got to you know open yourself up to criticism or, or people that that disagree with you uh, or, or have an agenda different than yours. Um, so no, I, I I think it's a bipartisan issue, but I think we overcome we overcame it uh, for the Informed Consumers Act. Got that bill passed. I know that. You know, we have a current bill combating organized retail crime bill that's currently, you know, uh, being considered by by the Congress that, you know, has some challenges on both sides uh, with that as well. But um, but I didn't anticipate some of the involvement and and, and then how the media kind of caught on to it. Uh, But, you know, it's it's all worked out. And I think the retail industry should be proud of the way they responded and what they've been able to do and accomplish to get us where we are today. So. I feel good about it. So we got to talk about the recent shots that you've been taking. I mean, <laughs> you know, if I had a Google alert for your name, I think my inbox would have just been completely full about what's going on as of late. So I want to talk about the confusion out there um, and kind of what's going on about the number, right? It's so important to folks, I guess, to put a quantity on, yeah. you know, what is happening? How big a problem is it? Who can you blame right. for the problem? And I, like, wanted to just get your side of the take on all of this discussion in the media about exactly what the number is. I know there's, you know, some debate out there. So just wanted to get yeah. your take on this. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I appreciate uh, the question. I, I don't, you know, the, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple uh, when, when, when you look at it, right? And, um, you know, back in 2016, the NRF um, report on total retail loss was approximately $45 billion, um, right? And then uh, for the purposes of the hearing that, that I testified in 2021, we were looking at the growth of the online marketplaces and where we were on retail losses in 2021, which were somewhere around $96.4 billion, right? And our estimates are clear based on information directly from the retailers and directly you know, from law enforcement that it will approximately 50% of that was attributed to organized retail crime, which coincidentally comes out to, estimates come out to approximately $45 billion, right? So the two numbers are, you know, estimates are essentially the same, but they represent two completely different things. Those numbers are not interchangeable, right? Yes, we use both reports for that testimony and for to compare to uh, build the uh, the uh, clear estimates, but they're not interchangeable. And I understand because the numbers uh, were so close to one another that they're, it, it aided to some confusion around it. But truly, uh, you know, clear stands by the forty-five billion dollar number. We think it's 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 the number that accurately represents what retailers are are facing. Uh, and you know, I think it was just a simple misunderstanding in the in the number so i don't think i don't think there's any confusion certainly on the retailer side you know i think truth is on our side we know there are certain realities that we face in our stores every day the investments that we're being uh challenged to make every day to protect our product and protect our people so we kind of know what the realities are uh so again uh, it was an unfortunate 
misunderstanding in the numbers, but I think on the retail side, we understand exactly where we are. So you're saying it's just an essentially a miscommunication of a swap of a number just because it happened to be the exact same quantity when you halved the growth of ORC from report to right. report. Right, and that's exactly what the hearing was about, right? Was the growth of the online marketplaces that really took off in 2016. Uh, and what we did in, in preparation for those that testimony is look at that growth and how can we measure that growth? Uh, and the clear number came out, their clear estimate came out to be, you know, that $45 billion number, which is approximately 50% of the 96 billion that NRF represented in their 21 report. So the numbers all validated one another. Um, I will tell you that, you know, you know, uh, debating on, you know, those types of numbers, whether it's 45 billion, 70 billion, you know, it really distracts from what the true, you know, goals are of retailers to keep their people safe, you know, and, and all the great work that's that's being done, equivocating on on numbers that are admittedly estimates uh, and debating over that is really counterproductive. Yes. Yeah, because it's not like ORC, you know, is a victimless crime, especially when you're dealing with no. some of these smash and grabs where people are, you know, or running out, push out theft, right? They're running out and and some of the loss prevention professionals are losing their lives over these thieves, right? right. I mean, that's yeah. the more important. That is the, that is the, that's what we should be focused on, right? And communities that, that suffer as a result, you know? Um, I mean, the last thing retailers want to do is lock up their products, right? Or restrict hours or take action that they need to take. You know, we want our customer journey to be frictionless, right? Come in wide open and, and get what you need, uh, you know, uh, for your healthcare needs or community needs or, you know, whatever you're looking to, to do, to do or to purchase. So, uh, you know, it's a real, it's a real challenge. Yeah. So how do you feel, you know, given the fact that it's taken a long time, you know, industry-wide to really get some recognition of what ORC is and what it is not, how many, it's almost like, you know, years and years and years we've been explaining that not, not all losses shoplifting. It's not just, you know, the random person coming in and taking something, right. but a more organized fashion, right? That it's years of explaining that this is not all just shoplifting, right? It's your organized retail crime folks are not shoplifters per se. But when you think about all of that education over the years, like what, to what degree do you think this debate as far as numbers of what it really is impacts negatively that fight for a clear message? Um, I don't think it does. Uh, and, and I don't think we should let it, right? I think, uh, you know, the retailers should, should continue to work very closely together, you know, and work with law enforcement and solution providers uh, towards a solution and keep our, kind of keep our eye on the ball and don't let a few misinformed media reports distract us from, you know, what we're trying to do. Uh, so I don't think, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are talking about it. People, again, you know, people have uh, agendas and want to, you know, look at those numbers differently. And, and that's, that's fair. People want to, you know, we should be able to explain what our numbers are. And I think we've, I think we've done that. So I think, you know, as, you know, I, we've talked a little bit earlier about having all the pieces in place with law enforcement and the consumers out there and regulation of the online marketplaces now, finally. Um, I think we, again, 
uh, are going to see those numbers change, right? And those numbers more accurately reflect uh, what's going on in the retail community, right? You got you to remember, Amber, you know, during COVID, um, the, re the, the criminal justice system came to a complete halt, right? I mean, it stopped. Police just were not responding to nonviolent property crimes, right? And, you know, so when they stop responding and coming to the stores, naturally, reporting is going to go down. Incident reports are going to go down. That That is a, just a natural, you know, un, unforeseen or unplanned consequence of what happened during COVID. And then we, and then we had this civil unrest, which gave way to unprecedented violence, right? That is staying in our store that's associated with these thefts. And now, you know, we've compensated for that. Law enforcement has brought it back the other way and is investing billions and, and millions and millions of dollars to fight this crime like never before. So you see all those arrests goes up, seizures go up, reports go all back up. And I think as, as this year, 2024 plays out, those numbers will be a lot more realistic and people will understand a little bit better. So, so I understand the confusion around the two numbers. I get that. But I think, you know, the reality is, is, you know, we know what we're facing. We know what's coming in 2024. And I think we're going to be in a much better position uh, as these months roll out. So I'm curious um, for the folks listening, which is typically the LP executive professional, right? Any advice you would give to them if they're like, look, you know, now because of all the media reports and all the back and forth of this, like my CEO is kind of like, not that I think this would be very often, but like, look, don't come to me with ORC problems, right? I mean, you probably <laughs> wouldn't foresee that happening because you said earlier, I mean, retailers are investing in it. So are are they investing in a problem that doesn't exist? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think I think we all know that not to be true, right? Um, I think it's a valid question, Amber. I think we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we keep our senior leadership, C-suite executives informed on how, uh, how ORC is affecting your particular business. And we all know that, you know, boosters affect different retailers different ways and, and, and what, what percentage of your shrink that they're, that they're contributing to. And, and then, you know, having precise and targeted solutions, you know, against that risk for your, for your particular business uh, is what you need to focus on and be able to measure that and show results. And the rest of the stuff at the national level and in the media you know, is kind of secondary to protecting our colleagues, protecting our stores, protecting our profits. You know what I mean, and doing doing the right thing. I think, I think, uh, I think the retail executives understand it as well as we do. Uh, so I think I think we're going to be okay. So turning to more of the expertise on your side and kind of mm -hmm. your the program you're leading at at CVS. Like, are there certain mm -hmm. things that forget the debate on the numbers? But if there's for our listeners. Uh, interested in tackling ORC and, and obviously dealing with it at their locations. Like, are there certain things that you would say, you know, these are my keys to combating ORC in my program? Like, you know, to, for some takeaways to the audience, if they're like, look, I got this problem. Like, I need to know what to do, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the first thing, and I, I think I, I mentioned it a minute ago, is understand what the risk is to your business, right? Um, you know, if it's not, you know, smash and grabs, if it's not this, these levels of theft. So what level are you being uh, targeted and what level are you being victimized? Because that will, that will really determine, you know, what mitigation tactics you should deploy. So you should invest the time to learn about 
the bad guys that are targeting your business and how they steal and how they resell your product because that will inform on what your strategy really should be. And the other thing is you should continue to cooperate or, or seek opportunities to work collectively with other retailers. Right? We, you can compete for sales and still be a great partner in the ORC space, right? You know, and 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 come to Apex and come to Clear and come to come to the conferences that let you that facilitate those exchanges of, of information and dialogue, right? And of course, integration is always the key, right? I think uh, you know, I just learned Mike Lamb has announced his retirement, but you know, we had a, he had that great presentation at, at Apex where he talked about you know unlock the unlock is the integration of solutions and cooperation and intel and how you combine all that and how you respond, right? You know, you know, in the old, old days, retailers used to think that we got to keep all of our information close hold because it gives us a competitive edge if we know this and we know that, right? We learned over the time that that is not really the winning solution, right? That you really need to share information appropriately uh, and work together, be a force multiplier against what's out there because, you know, ORC is the, the bigger the group, the easier they are to catch. Right. And it makes it sound like, you know, kind of simple. But really, if you understand who's coming after you, you know what I mean, then you can you can take the appropriate steps to mitigate. So take the time to educate yourself would be the first thing. Yeah, because they're not they're not uh, just hitting CVS. Right. I mean, they're yeah. not, you know, discriminating on their. No, 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 it's the product. The products always determine the severity level. Right. And. You know, some products are exclusively stolen and resold online. Other ones are stolen by criminal organizations through wholesale operations and different. So, you know, if you understand who that is, and then some of it's stolen very locally by unorganized groups that are unfortunately more violent, right? The more local they are, the more unorganized, the younger they are, the more violent they are, you know? So is that your risk or do you have both or a combination? And sometimes that could vary from store to store. Some stores, in a certain market, maybe getting hit at this level, and stores in low crime neighborhoods, stores located next to freeways, you know, might be more vulnerable to ORC groups for groups that hit, you know, a dozen stores a day, right? Are doing a lot more financial damage and are purposely nonviolent and purposely want to go undetected, right? So how do you how do you put systems in place to identify those folks, right? And how, what action can you take against kind of, you know? professional thieves, you know, which is very different. Yeah, complex issue, Ben, but yes. we appreciate you stepping back into the Talk LP hot seat to get hey, your shake. Any, anytime <laughs> you need me, I'm here for you. We appreciate you, buddy, and we will see you again in the Talk LP hot seat. It's been Amber Bradley and Ben Dugan. Thank you so much for joining us. You can follow us at Let's Talk LP or hit me up. Contact details in the show notes. Thanks, Ben. And we Anytime. will uh, talk at you later. All right. Thanks, Emma.